Oloshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm using this opportunity to welcome you to another podcast um, episode. Thank you for your feedbacks and your words of encouragement, your prayers and support. Everything means a lot to me. God bless you. So let's um, get down to business. In the month of September, we've been treating the topic seasons and I told us that like we usually do every week as God will be helping us throughout the month of September, we'll be treating um, dimensions or types or levels, whatever way you want to see them, of seasons. And I ran through birthing season. I told us that after birthing season, we'll be going to instruction season and then we'll be going to planting season, pruning season and harvesting season. Then, yeah, I know that those are five types, and we have four weeks in September. So, one of those weeks will be making, will be doing so. Do you understand? Yes, glory to God. Now, um, when we talk about instructions, what do we mean? Especially when we talk about divine instructions, what do you mean? Psalms 32, verse 8 and um, 9 says, I will instruct you teach you in the way you should go i will guide you with my eye do not be like the horse or like the moon which have no understanding which must be nest with beat and bridle else they will not come near you now from this verse of the bible we can see that when we talk about divine instructions i can sum everything up to mean going to where we ought to go now there's a difference between where you want to go where you need to go and where you ought to go now as a person i have my own plans you know i have what i think should be the next big thing to me now now, if somebody asks me a question and the person says so what do you want to do after school i remember when people were rejoicing after nyc and all that i wasn't in the mood to to uh, be all excited like that i don't know how to put it because you know people are expecting that oh normally you post pictures do countdowns and all that yeah i was excited about finally leaving that episode you know the cds and the wala that comes with service and on the other side questions bordering around what to do next were tiresome to me i didn't even want to welcome any what do you want to do next question because i feel like we could go on and on about what we want to do personally and um, if we have not come to a place of understanding that the wheels of our lives are not in our hands and that there's somebody somewhere in infinity and eternity that has no beginning and no end, that knows where we ought to go, if we can take steps, um, take a few steps backward to examine what the person, since he knows the end, I think it's just saner and easier to just find out what is next from him. Because personally, of course, you have plans. Oh, I know that some of us, 
five years ago, oh, 2020, I should be married, oh, 2020, I should be out of the country, oh, 2020, we had plans, we had aspirations and all that. But our lives are wired around where we ought to be. That is the hallmark and the crux of our whole existence. Even if we live 150 years and we have kids and we are prospering in whatever we are doing, but we are not where we ought to be, beloved of God, we are nowhere. We are nowhere. And the goal and the aim of life that I want to live is to live fully. There is nothing that comes close to a man that has lived fully. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Glory to God. So basically, when God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Now, that can be capped under the way you ought to go, where you ought to be. So that means that there is a plan and an agenda in the mind of God that must be unlocked. Now, if my parents feel in their own wisdom that I ought to be a doctor, it means that I must intentionally take steps to unlocking that level of desire in them so that I can be who they want me to be. Now, if my parents feel like I ought to be a doctor, but I am in commercial class doing what I want to do without seeking their mind to know what they think is best for me, and I spend years and years in accounting class, and I even have my eye can, but I am not where I ought to be, have I lived fully? No. Do you understand? Yep. So, I want us to settle something that to live a life successfully to have good success the same that was promised to joshua to live that kind of life we must know that divine instructions are paramount we must go after divine instructions and see to their fulfillment like we are running after our lives the same way we run every day to get our daily bread we must run with that zeal with divine instructions because our lives the entirety of our lives will come to will come to nothing if we don't key into divine instructions god's ways are excellent they are beautiful now we must know that we need to listen now when somebody says giving divine instruction you know god said i will instruct you so to instruct means that there has to be a form of communication i can't um i can't fold my hands and look at my trainee and expect that by folding hands and looking at the trainee she's she or she is supposed to get a cue from that nothing would happen I know that our, our mothers, especially, um, especially rather, have a way of communicating without opening their mouths. You know how they can look at you with their corner eyes so that you know that, hey, you're messing up. Yeah, I know those things. But when it comes to instructions, clear instructions, communication must take place. So it means that there has to be, once communication, once um, expression has come from God, there has to be a receiving part from us, a listening part, part of the whole um, task from us, from our own side. Do you get? And then when I was reading through what we'll do today, 
and I was um, googling and all that, I, I saw that instruct the Hebrew word is sakal, which means to be prudent, to be circumspect, to be wise, to wisely understand, to prosper, to look at or upon, to have insight, to give attention to, consider, ponder, like it is a whole lot. Do you like see how many words could fit into the word instruction? Now we can see that the word sakal in, in um, Hebrew covers for being prudent. Now, for somebody that wants to listen, listening takes intentional movements. It takes intentional steps. Somebody could go on blabbing and talking and you could dis- decide in your heart to go mute because what the person is saying, you are not listening. So it means that to listen because hearing is fair from listening. To listen properly you have to be committed. You have to be prudent. You have to give attention to. You have to consider you have to understand because whatever you are being told must sink into your mind. Now, verse 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct and teach. So God is not only instructing, he's also teaching. I also saw that teaching in Hebrew is yara, which means to throw. The primary meaning is to shoot straight, to throw. Teach, shoot, point out. Those are words that you can use for Hebrew word yara that means to teach now when God is saying he will instruct and he will teach now it means that you know how in life in life's um, examinations life would give you life would give you um, tests and give you instructions even in your own examination or when you were in school you would just say answer question one and any other three those are those are instructions but your examiner your physical examiner will not go a step further to not only instructing you it will not go to teaching you the best will do is to instruct you but god in his magnificence is saying i would teach i would instruct and i would teach which means that god is not just telling us oh go go on and do this and do that no god is saying that even though I am sending you to this place, I have the capacity, I have the capability, I have the might, and I have the power to also teach you how to do that thing. God is not an unfair God. God is kind. So God will not be saying, go to Sambisa or go to another country without teaching you how to not only get there, but what to do when you get there. So the mistake we make is to stop as God instructing us, forgetting that God can also teach us. Do you understand? So we know that for us to be successful, we must be teachable and we must be able to listen. And thankful to the to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We are thankful to the ministry of the Holy Spirit because we know that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So we know all things. We are not short of wisdom. We are not short of ideas. We are not short of companionship because we have a full God, a multifaceted God that can be everything we want Him to be and more. Now, that verse also says that I will guide you with my eye now for God that is an omnipresent God omniscient God 
that is all-knowing, that is wise, that is um, far-reaching above and beyond, for him to say that I will have my eyes on you. Now, most of us that have siblings or nephews and all that, we know that you cannot leave a toddler and go to bed. And I, I even saw his kids one time that once your toddler starts going 10, 15 minutes and you're not hearing any movement, then something is happening. Do you understand? So you know that when you have a toddler around you, your eyes must always be on that toddler. So God sees us as a child. Even though we are 150 years, it doesn't matter when it comes to God. Because his eyes are always fixated on us. And he is saying to us, my eye will follow you. So a person that knows that he as a child does not go to sleep and God is also teaching us how to be a parent. God is saying that I would teach. Now Matthew 6.22 says that the eye is a lamp of the body. So when we know that God is saying that his eye would follow us, it means that our paths are lighted. We know that we are not going through a jungle or going through difficult tasks because God will not send us to where he has not been. Mm-mm. God will not send you to do what he cannot do. It's not possible. If you remember when we were talking about Jonah, was it two weeks ago? We checked out the fact that maybe Jonah felt like maybe God's eyes will not be there. So he felt in his heart that let me just go somewhere else. I don't want to go to that place because he undermined the power of God. Now, divine instructions might even appear natural because it might be it might be as simple as make a phone call. Anybody can make a phone call. It can be as simple as go to bed. It can be as simple as say hi to this person, say hello to this person. They are natural occurrences. But the difference between what you are doing under divine instruction and what another person will do is that yours is backed with power. Yours is backed with signs and wonder. Now, whilst I was reading, I was um, I was pointed to the fact that it was a simple task for Moses to put the rod on water. Like, it's, it's a simple task. Put the rod on water. Anybody could have done that. Now, what made the difference between the sea party for Moses was that it was backed by divine instructions. If another person had pointed a rod to water, nothing would have happened. So the magic was not in pointing the rod. The magic was in obedience. Receiving and taking divine instructions with prudence, with care, with um, agility, with power and with might, with seriousness. You don't take divine instructions and then go to sleep except if the instruction is to go to sleep. If it's not to go to sleep, you know that power, and even if you're sleeping, you know that, that sleep is not, is not um, an average kind of sleep. Because you will be doing the same thing with other, uh, with other persons, but yours would be, would have a different outcome. When Jesus told Peter to walk on water, <laughs> it sounded like was there a boat beneath Jesus? I be Jesus is doing magic. But that was the instruction. Now, except God is telling you to walk on water, nobody will go to a sea now and walk on water. 
because you have not been instructed to do so that's why we must know that instructions back up this kingdom this kingdom is guided by instructions the kingdom that we are in the Akeju Republic is backed up by instructions and as long as you can fire on with instructions you are settled the moment you know how to receive and take instructions from God, you are certain. People will be waking up, you, you will be sleeping. People will be sleeping, you will be waking up. People will be flexing, you will be praying. People will be praying, you will be flexing. Because you know how to take divine instructions. You are not perplexed. The next thing on your agenda is not to apply for a job after NYS. I was talking about NYS event. And, you know, people were just going, ah, okay, um, Favor market, here I come. Ah, three days to go. Eee, that day, I just had to post out of people just sending me text messages. That. And to think that I didn't have pictures throughout my, my um, NYC, the pictures I took in camp, I didn't collect them. And my phone got bad. You know, those um, selfies, camp selfies. So my phone got bad. Those pictures were lost. So the only thing I had, the only picture I had, wait, the only pictures rather I had. I have no I still have the only pictures I have rather are pictures I took on my personality and they, they are not even hard copies soft copies I took them on my phone and then I just had to post for okay people that honestly want to see me and congratulate me but I wasn't all you know there about the personality because when you know about divine instruction you know that if the instruction at the time was to um, do something like applying for a job. I knew that. But it was looking like I wasn't hearing what to do next for God. And that was that was um, bothersome if I can use that word. Because I know that I cannot live my life eh, on anyhow. I have gone past I've gone past this stage of living anyhow. Living as the day comes. No. Because I know that every day, every day counts. Now, I saw a post, was it two days ago, that people assume that God is supposed to give them um, extra time for what they should have done. I, 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 I can't remember how the person couched it. But we must know that when it comes to divine instructions, time is allocated. Procedures must follow. Things must go from A to B to C to D. You can't go from, okay, you remember um, Naaman, you remember how he was told by the prophet of God to go and have his bath. Imagine if the first thing he did was not having his bath and he did something else. Would the miracle have happened? The miracle happened in the place of, you know, his servant told him, sir, hey, this prophet of God that told you to have your bath, ah, it will be good if you listen to him because he is a man of God. So, beloved of God, you must tarry in the place of instruction. If you are not hearing anything, you better stay there. And let me let me let me tell you now that instructions come from different angles. They are general instructions, of course. Instructions might come from your from your pastor in church. Instructions might come from the Holy Spirit Himself to you. It might come from your friends. At times, my, my friends will tell me, "Oh, toye, this, toye, that." I 
and my spirit will bear witness. Now, the difference between you hearing God said from, uh, from um, other people and you knowing in your spirit that this is what God said is that your spirit will make a confirmation in your heart. God is not a gossip. I saw it somewhere. God is not a gossip. God will not go talking about you to somebody else and not um, telling you. Mm-mm, it doesn't do that. Human beings are the ones that, that gossip and use lotus. God doesn't do that. Whatever he says in quotes behind you, he can tell you. He will tell you. So when people give me instructions, I know that they are not coming from um, emptiness or whatever. They are coming because my spirit will be a witness that yes, this is the truth. There might even be things that I've also been pondering about, you know, thinking about, pondering on. What's the difference? I don't know. Thinking about. <laughs> Do you understand? So, beloved of God, you must learn to trust God in the place of instructions. Your instruction season is a season of patience. Because God might be, God might be telling you things that you feel like, ah, uh-uh. what is God saying now? Call Kiniko. Call him for what? Shebi we still spoke yesterday. You must be humble in the place of instructions. They might look like, ah, what is God saying? So, be humble. You must be patient because instructions need you to be prudent, to have full understanding, to have insight, to give attention, to, to consider, to ponder. You must, in the place of instruction, be patient and be humble. Humility is what makes it is what makes you listen. Now, it might be even be coming from someone that you feel is younger than you. Like, what is this one saying? Was I not dear when? Hey, a man that knows instructions knows that it can come at any, it can come from any angle. Do you understand? So, beloved of God, as we go about this month, I don't know what God has told you to do. I don't know what He will be telling you to do. But I want you to be patient in the place of instruction. Now, the law of divine instruction for divine results is that man must obey first before God moves. It would be foolishness on our part to think that God would perform to perform magic if we as human beings, the only thing that God requires is that we are obedient. But we don't want to do that. We want God to do all the work. God can do all the work, but he needs us to obey first. Now, when God told Abraham to take his son up to the mountain to sacrifice, God wasn't God did not change his mind in the instance. Mm-mm. God wanted Abraham to obey first. Because God knew in his heart that he had a provision for Abraham. God is not a God that thinks on the spot like that. His thoughts are premeditated. Because he knows the beginning, he knows the end, he knows where he knows what will be, but he wants to see will this person obey? Will this person obey? And he told Abraham, sacrifice your son unto me. And Abraham ran with the with the gun. Someone was saying, I wonder how Isaac must have been feeling when his father was dragging him to the mountain. But Abraham went regardless. He did not care. And he took his son. It was about to strike the son. And God said to him, Wait. That is a man that knows divine instruction. When God also told him, leave your father's house. 
Leave your mother's house. Go to a land that I will show you. Remember that Psalms 32 says that my eyes will follow you. I will teach. I will instruct. So when you want to see results, uh, results are embedded in obedience. Nothing would happen to in, in the place of disobedience. In fact, if you want to live a fruitless life, disobey. The more you disobey, the more fruitless one's journey would be. But if you want to have a fruitful life, if you want to live fully, live large, live long, live wide, you must learn to listen to instructions, obeying instructions. Because God will make you do the natural and back what you do with the supernatural. And you'll be wondering, ah, just this small thing, just a single phone call, see what happens. Ah, actually, this, this thing will sell like this. Okay, yeah, do donuts. Ah, donuts. Somebody's doing donuts. God says, do donuts. And you do donuts, and somebody somewhere buys, and they keep ordering. And you're wondering, hey, what do people, ah, is it this thing that people are eating? It doesn't even look, it doesn't even taste um, spectacular in your own mouth. But people are shouting, wow, wow, because your movement and your action is backed up by the supernatural. You might be selling water, yet people will be shouting, oh, your water is this, your water is that. Because you are listening to instruction. And that means that obedience in the place of instruction cancels efforts. Because what people will be struggling to do, you will do with ease because you have listened, you have obeyed. There are so many examples of people who have obeyed, people who have followed instructions, people who were not carried away with um, activity, people who knew how to pause and to hear God. You can pause and hear God. Even in the midst of Oh, basketballs. You know how the day runs by. Before you know it, 12 p.m. Before you know it, 6 p.m. Before you know it, the day is gone. Even in the midst of daily activities, can you pause to hear God? Can you pause to take instructions? God bless you. Now, before we go, I would um, want to ask us some questions. What to do when you hear divine instructions. Now, the first thing you want to do is not to, hey, God said this, oh yeah, bass those. Mm-mm. Psalms 32 says, I would instruct and I would teach. God has told me to do this. Now, it is not in my place to run with that idea with might. Because you cannot do divine instructions with, with um, physical capabilities. Mm-mm. It won't work. When God gives you an instruction, you must tarry in the place of instruction to get the how-to. God told Abraham, I will show you. So, let God show you. Ah, God told me to preach all these days. I don't even know how to do it. God can show you. God told me to do this thing. I don't know how to do it. God can show you. It is stressful on our own path. So once to reason out the supernatural with natural efforts. It is a waste of time. The one who has given you instruction has said, I will instruct and I will teach. So whatever God has told you this year, whatever he has asked you to do, whatever he has instructed you to do, can you go back to the place of instruction to get out to? To get what next? 
because your own number five might be God's number one. Your own number one might be God's number three. What you think should come last might be what might be what God wants you to do next. How do I put that in an example? Now, for someone that is pregnant, yeah, you know, ah, the first thing is I don't know. I'm just saying maybe buy um, baby clothes when you know the, the sex of the baby, and then maybe buy um, all these um, baby carriages and all that. Maybe the person has written a, a list and buying clothes comes first, or maybe buying diapers or something comes first. But God is saying, buy, buy was um okay. Let me give you a list. Number one, diapers. Number two, um, baby wipes. Number three, baby clothes. Number four, is it truly what do they call that thing that they use to carry babies? People, can, I know that you people cannot answer me, but answer me like that because I don't know that thing that they use to carry. Babies share, and God is saying, Buy that first. Now, humanly speaking, maybe even when you had your first child, you brought you you bought those things accordingly. But God is saying, Buy this one first. And I want if you obey, it will be funny to you that when you buy what God is what God, what God has told you to buy, God might have instructed somebody to give you gifts, and you are buying this one, and then God, someone is knocking on your door. Oh, in fact, Mama, call it on my heart to give you this. Gift. Imagine if you had not listened and you had bought those things. Our the double when you're not having twins, you will now have excess that you should have saved money on, and and you should have you would have been able to buy other things. Do you know? Do you not understand what it means to follow divine instructions? It might not make sense like doing this one first. Ah, uh-uh. like for instance, now you're supposed to take a bike in front of your house, but God is saying work first, and you're like ah, oh, work okay. God, I'm in the haste. But God is saying, work first. I remember when I was in um, OU that time, before we had a um, means of transportation that was easier on us, we would take bikes and all that. And the times God would say, use the bus, don't use the bike. But because my mind, I feel like, ah, I'm late, I'm late. You would take bike, 100 naira, boom, they'll get to lecture theater. You now hear that class has been cancelled. Hey! Where you should have just spent 20 naira, you have spent 100 naira. That's not God. Because He told you. It might not make sense to you that, ah, take bus, okay, or take bike, okay. Ah, what, what is God saying now? The times that you have 100 naira, and God will say, take a bike, and you're like, ah, God, I'm supposed to use 20 naira, go 20 naira, come home, and I have 60 naira to buy Dudukiri. But God is saying, Take a bike, like, ah, once I take a bike, well, I will like get back home. But God is saying, take a bike. Because you don't know what will happen. But if you can fully trust at the place of his instruction, that is when you will not go to your planting season, your pruning season, and of course, your harvesting season. Thank you so much for listening to me over the last um, 30 minutes, 31 minutes. God bless you. I hope that God has ministered to you and that after this podcast, you are going back to the place of instruction to get what to do and how to do it. In the name of Jesus, I call you blessed. God bless you. Bye.